What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. Uh, it is August 30th, 2021. Summer is, has just gone by like that. Uh, it feels like just yesterday uh, I was graduating college. Uh, yeah, that that that's how much time f- flew by. Three months just like that. It's been basically three months now since I've been out of college. But that's besides the point. Uh Let's hop right into baseball. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on the agenda for baseball. Uh, specifically, let's let's start off with an interesting story. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, the Mets. Uh, what happened the other night? They've lost. Well, first off, I, I hate to be the bearer of news, bearer of bad news, Mets fans. But I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys lost 21 of your last 30 games. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Uh, I saw that. I saw that somewhere. Uh, I believe it was tw- 21 of your last uh, 30 games. Uh, I could be wrong. Either way, rough month. Rough month uh, for the Mets. Uh, I mean, they lost They lost multiple series to the Do- Dodgers, lost to the Giants, uh, and... Yeah, basically the Dodgers and the uh, Giants this month. Uh, those are basically, and, and those are two powerhouses right now. So uh, anyway, let, let, let's just get let, let's just get right into the main story with the Mets. Uh, the the Mets. Anyone that's a Mets fan or watched the Mets game the other day, uh, you know the Mets had a Mets fans were booing their own team. Uh, even when they were getting runs the other day against the Nationals, and uh, the Mets had a thumbs down celebration, and you know you could go into you could go deeper into this, and you can actually find the story. I'm sure if you look up, if you just literally Google Mets, it's probably going to be the first thing that comes up. Uh, but uh, the Met, the Mets, uh, you know, they had a thumb down celebration. Uh, Apparently, according to Javi Baez, he was quoted as saying, "In my case, the fans that were well, they the fans got to be better. It's just how I feel. I love the fans. I like playing for the fans, but we can't have our fans against us." Uh, that that was just one of the few quotes uh, out of his interview after that uh, game. Uh, and again, you can go to multiple. Uh, major major uh sports pages uh you know baseball pages uh example a uh you could go to talking baseball they posted they posted it you could go to starting nine they talked about it uh literally any major baseball podcast you could or just baseball page in general uh you could go and check it out but uh yeah it's just funny uh, the Mets, it's just an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I, I don't want to be that guy to poke Mets fans' buttons, but your team hasn't been playing good this entire month. I mean, well, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. And here's the thing. I wanted to see the Mets do good this season. They were doing good. They were leading the National League East. By four games, four or five games at one point, it looked like they were going to end up going on to end up clinching the division uh, at some point. 
and I, I, whatever, I don't know what happened. Maybe injuries and all that. You have Jake DeGrom going down, basically getting shut down for the rest of the season. That's that that that's a warning sign right there that things are not going to go well uh, for the rest of the season. And then, you know, losing key games against really tough, and I know they're tough opponents. You know, two of the last three or two of the last four series you guys have played against, or they've played against, it was the defending World Series champion Dodgers. But again, really no excuses. And before I go on further, if you hear any noise in the background, uh, it's the lawnmower. My dad's cutting a lawn right now. So sorry if you guys hear any buzzing noises uh, from outside. But uh, again, like just and I'm not going to go into further more detail, go like go into more about the quote, but it's like, like, what do you expect? Like you're playing in New York Mets fans for the first time in a, a while since, uh, tw- I think the 2014, 2015 season, uh, which is when they made it to the world series, uh, for the first time since then they've had expectations, you know, got studs like Pete Alonzo, of course, Jake DeGrom on the bump. Uh, see again, Francisco Lindor. They picked up Francisco Lindor from a Cleveland and Javi Baez. The expectations were high and <clears throat> I don't want to sugar. I don't want to sugarcoat it, but if you don't perform well in New York, you're going to get booed. Like if you don't perform well, uh, and this isn't just, this just doesn't involve the Mets either. This could be for any New York team. It could be, again, the Mets, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Giants, the Jets, the Bills. This goes for, oh, the Knicks and Nets. This goes for every New York sports team. If you do not perform well, chances are people are not going to like you. Or they're gonna boo you. I mean, it's just the way it is. And if you can't handle that, like, chances are, and I'm gonna be honest, if you know you're taking that to heart, like, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not one to talk about taking that to heart. But either way, it's just a messy situation over there uh, for the Mets. But and, and again, like, you know. It's like it's like nothing personal, but when you're not performing well, when you lose like when you lose like three of your last four series, or lo- basically lose the last four series uh, you played this month, uh, basically nearly getting swept in all of them. Uh, yeah, fans have a right to be upset, especially when they have expectations. So, do I really blame Mets fans? No. Not at all. And uh, anyway, as I was saying, yeah, excuse the uh, lawnmower going off. But uh, do I blame Mets fans? No, they're frustrated. Rightfully so. Because, again, like I, like I mentioned before, for the first time in a very long time, they had expectations. You know, again, Pete Alonso. Again, Pete Alonso becoming the backbone of the lineup, becoming one of the best hitters in baseball. You saw what he did at the home run derby. 
back-to-back home run derby champion, by the way. Uh, and of course, Jacob DeGrom, one of, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball as well. They had expectations. And, and when you don't deliver, especially, especially in New York, especially when you're playing for a New York team, uh, it, the pressure's on. The pressure is on. It, and we we've seen this with we've seen this with a lot of teams. A lot like this is this is what happens with a lot of New York sports teams. I mean I mean look what happened I wouldn't say this season, but <clears throat> excuse me. You again and a, a prime example is Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees whenever he gets in slumps or, or whenever not even just Giancarlo, just whenever a you know, a Yankee player, a very talented Yankee player, uh, gets into a bit of a slump, doesn't hit well, and, you know, per- doesn't perform as advertised. Fan- fans can turn against you real quick. And again, this just, uh, this just, this doesn't have to do with one particular player. It could be any particular player uh, on, on those teams. And speaking of Giancarlo, by the way, he's been performing very well. So that's another thing. Stop, but that 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 reminds me of another thing. Stop booing Giancarlo Stanton. That's another thing that pisses me off. It's like every player goes through their slumps, but it's like it's like yeah, certain players have to be better. We all know that, but it's like they're playing. In one of the biggest, they're playing in one of the biggest sports cities, especially when it comes to baseball. When you're, so it's like you you got to give them a break. But but again, and here's the thing, Giancarlo didn't go out and start booing the fans back. That's another thing, and I hate to bring my bias as a Yankee fan in here, but he did not start booing the fans. Basically mocking the fans. You know what he did? He's going at he's starting to improve. And you know what else? He's hitting piss missiles. This 13 the 13 game winning streak, which I know got snapped uh two nights ago against Oakland, but that 13 game winning streak, he's been heating up. He's been heating up. So I don't want to hear another Yankee fan booing John Carlos Stanton. Because I, I watch the games, believe it or not. Like I'm watching a lot of those games. I'm and I I could hear I could hear in the background. Uh, you know, people delivering booze, especially at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I could hear people booing certain players when they come up the plate. Maybe it's visitor fans that are uh, booing, but I, I I don't know. Either way. I don't want to hear anyone booing Giancarlo Stanton ever again. Just stop. Like, like seriously. But anyway, back to the Mets. I, I, I just feel like I needed to go on a little bit of a rant there. I apologize uh, for going on that much of a rant, but it's ridiculous. It's amazing. And that brings up my next point. It's amazing how easily swayed these fans can be when a when and, and again this isn't just Mets or Yankees fans this is just baseball fans in general when 
well, like when certain fans of when fans of a certain team, I should say, uh, when their star player isn't performing as advertised, and uh, just not doing well, and then going on going on the mock the fans because they're frustrated. Uh, yikes! But again, like. Yeah, like here here's the thing like the met, the, the met it, it isn't it, it isn't just player performance that the Mets fans are pissed off at it's the team performance it is the team performance in the last month go back and look at each of their last look at all of their games in the month of August look at all of their games in the month of August and tell me Tell me. Tell me the Mets fans don't have a right to be upset. Tell me the Mets fans don't have a right to start booing uh, the team. Anyway, that th- th- those are just my thoughts. Uh, but, yeah, that was one of the big stories. Uh, well, Speaking of the Yankees, I know I mentioned that. They, uh, they split. They ended up splitting the uh, series against Oakland. They took the first two games, uh, and then the offense just went flat yet again in the last two games. I mean, Aaron in the third game of that uh, four-game set in Oakland, obviously Aaron Judge hit a piss missile of a two-run shot to bring the Yankees back within one. They could not get the tying run. They ended up losing 3-2. And then in the... uh, Closing game of that four-game set, they end up losing three to one, uh, off a basically off of the Tony Kemp two-run shot that Chad Green gave up, uh, and that basically sealed the deal. I mean, once that home run happened, it was basically game over at that point. And again, you know, again, it's only two games though. I mean, Oakland's also fighting for a wild card spot. Uh, and with the Red Sox lost the other day, they're, they're, uh, hanging around with the Red Sox lost to the Indians the other day. They are creeping around the corner, trying to claw back into that second wildcard spot. Cause, uh, of course, as, as we all know, previous to previous to, uh, ending the Yankees 13 game winning streak a couple nights back, they were on a six game losing skid. So things were not really looking good. Things were not going in the right direction for Oakland at the time, but again, they turn it around. They're a tough team. They're a resilient team. At the end of the day, the Yankees split. So honestly, if you're a Yankee fan, you can't really be too mad. Well, uh, unless you're trying to looking to take the division, because now the Yankees are, I believe, six games back of uh, Tampa Bay for the division. So that hurts the division chances. But anyway... Let's uh, let's let's get into one more story I want to talk about, and uh, I, and actually before I before I get into more uh, baseball for a minute, uh, football season's back. Uh, preseason preseason's concluding for a lot of teams. Uh, week one's coming around the corner, so I'll probably be talking uh, more football in the next couple of episodes uh, as the. Uh, MLB regular season winds down, so I'll be hopping more uh, in depth, hopping more into uh, more detail 
uh, about that. Um, but again, and then obviously when the MLB postseason starts, I'll be making sure to cover that a lot. So, but uh, well, let's get into uh, some more positive news. Let's see. Shohei, Shohei Otani continues to make history. Uh, he's the first Japanese-born player with a 40 home run and 20 stolen base season. Think about that. He is the first Japanese-born player to do that. It, it's just amazing to me. Every like every day, like it, it's amazing to me what he does on the field. It, it it really does. Like both on the mound and and when he's batting. Like he could have like he could have like a perfect game going through five innings. Uh, on the mound, and he can be hitting moonshots to deep right field when he gets up the plate. He's that good. He is that good. And, you know, that brings into the d- debate, like, well, well, Luke, who's your uh, AL MVP candidate? And, again, I didn't I, – I don't think I made predictions for uh, MVP candidates uh, in the American League or the National League, but uh, – as I would, I, I've been paying attention, and I've been, you know, again, I, I haven't been paying attention to just my Yankees. I've been paying attention to a lot of the teams in the league, seeing what their star players are doing, who's making an impact on those teams, how they can be, uh, how they can really help their teams, and again, and and I know the debate for AL MVP is between. Uh, Shohei Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. But, and I feel like that's been the debate for the majority of the season. I feel like, I feel like you can make that debate. The AL MVP is basically, uh, the AL MVP race has basically come down to those two. Uh, and at this point, what Otani did, uh, last night by, uh, being the first Japanese born player, uh, to have a 40 home run and 20 stolen base season. I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious at this point uh, that he's going to end up winning the AL MVP. And if he doesn't, uh, I'm calling rigged. I am 100% calling it rigged if he doesn't win the AL MVP. I mean, it's just not even a debate at this point. I'm going to be honest with you. It just, it just, and it, again, I'm sorry if you guys hear that buzzing in the uh, background. My dad, my dad's cutting uh, a lawn on the lawnmower and the lawnmower's making a lot of noise. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, see if I can do something about that. All right. So I did. I managed to shut my window, and I probably should have honestly done that from the beginning. But again, if Otani does not win the MVP at this point, I I think it's a little rigged. Because let's just compare the stats. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having an unbelievable season. I just don't think this year is the AL MVP year for him. 
I don't think this is because he, he again he's only he's only 22 years old, so he's got a lot left. He's got a lot left in the tank. So I feel like he's definitely going to be up for the MVP discussion for the next for the next decade or two. For the next decade or two, I believe he Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be up for the MVP uh, uh, conversation and. I, I feel I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he's taking like I think he's gonna end up taking multiple MVPs home before his career is done. Same with Otani too. But uh, let's just compare the stats. Let's see. I mean, let's get right into it before I decide to end this episode. Let's see. Vlad Guerrero Jr. batting average 312. Otani the season 264. Advantage Vlad Guerrero Jr. Of course, uh Vlad's got Vlad's got 36 home runs. He has 148 hits this season and 475 at bats. He has a war a wa or war. I I hope I'm not mispronouncing that statistic. Uh of 5. Otani has a war of 7.8 uh, at-bats, 440 at-bats, and he has 116 hits in those 440 at-bats. So he also has 89 RBIs. Actually, to be honest, to be honest with you, now that I look back at these stats, now that I look at these stats, it's looking like... Vlad might end up taking it. I mean, but then again, again, Shohei Otani's playing multiple positions. So, but again, uh, again, let's get back into it. So Vlad Guerrero Jr. has driven in 95 runs this season. Or no, he scored. Yeah, no, he scored 95 runs. He drove in 91 RBIs this season. I was reading that wrong. Uh, on base percentage of 0. 0.40. Point, yeah, 0. 0.406. An SLG of 0. 0.587. An OPS of 0. 0.994. And and uh, let's go. Let's go to Otani, who has who has scored 85 times, well, 85 runs. Has driven in 89 RBIs. He has 20 stolen bases, as mentioned before, 20 stolen bases, and he's got 41 home runs this season. Uh, a point point three six three on base percentage. Uh, I believe that that's what that stat is. Yes, on base percentage. I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget what the statistics are. Sometimes. What the statistical categories are, uh, he has an SLG, uh, which I again slugging percentage. I don't know why I said SLG slugging percentage of 0.623. 0.623. and this is for a pitcher, ladies and gentlemen. This is a guy who's hitting and pitching. This is a this is a guy who's again like I said he's a uh 
He's a dual threat. He's a dual threat. He he can get he can get you on the mound and he can get you up when he's uh at the plate. And a .986 OPS. I mean, it's gonna be a close race, but I, I and I know a lot of people. There are gonna be a lot of people that tell me, well, you know, Vlad's putting up MVP stats. I think. You know he's gonna he's gonna win. I think he's gonna win it over Otani, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is having one outstanding season, but would you look at what Otani's done, especially when you're considering when you're considering he's a de- he's playing, he's a designated hitter and a pitcher. I I feel like the answer's already kind of. Written in stone. Again, though, I could be wrong. But, uh... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Let's... Let, let's just... Before I end this episode... Uh, well, let's just go see the AL MVP odds. I mean, it... Again, it's a close race. It's going to be a close race, but and and to be honest, let's see. I just want to see who the AL MVP candidates are for this season. Uh, okay, that's not helping. Did not show the candidates. I mean, but yeah, so. I'm on VegasInsider.com, I think. 2021 AL MVP odds. Uh, I, I don't know if this is updated. Oh, yeah. Okay, August 30th, 2021. Okay, so right on the dot. Uh, Otani is listed at first. Vlad Guerrero Jr. in second. Rafi Devers uh, third. Marcus Semyon. Another Toronto player in there, so... The, so the so the uh, Blue Jays got two players in there, and then Matt Olson for uh, Oakland. But I don't know. At this point in the season, I uh, I feel like Otani is going to end up taking it. But then again, I could be I could be wrong. I could be surprised, you know. But I think I think this season, I think this year, it goes to Otani. And uh, with that being said, uh, that's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that that's it. I wanted to uh, get this episode out of the way because I know I haven't posted, put up a new episode in like a week or two, maybe just over a week. So get that out of the way. And with that being said, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, probably coming at the end of the week. I don't know. We'll figure it out, or I'll figure it out because it's just a one-man team over here. But uh, anyway, that's it for your host, LT Nasty. Peace.